title we've come across the Mexican border. Wine by gallon is cheaper by the barrel. Just don't get busted singing Christmas carols. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Welcome aboard, folks, to this Friday Night Edition Philip Ward Show. Congratulations to everybody in the listening audience. As always, thank you for listening to the Philip Ward Show. We have made it through yet another, how shall we put it, disastrous. Well, I tell you what, they're kind of, there has been such a celebration today. At the White House, everyone has joined in. Folks, I hate to do this to you. I really hate to do this to you. But you know what, folks? I had to hear it, so you have to hear it too. This this was the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, earlier today. Now, keep in mind, it is like 12 o'clock, 12.15 probably to be more exact, when she is saying this, okay? Remember that this it's past noon at this point. Just listen to this. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Oh. Good morning, America. <laughs> oh, my good. What? You want me to play it again? Here it is. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, America. <laughs> Oh, hey, I, you know, oh boy, I hate to start off a Friday show like that, but folks, like I said, come on, misery loves company, good morning, good morning, oh Lord Almighty, you know what, it's not, even if she was a Republican politician, I would just say, you know what, she is just, and, and the amount of word salads that come out of the woman. Oh my goodness! Good morning. Good morning. I was like, didn't they? Good lord, lady, they heard you the first time. And like I said, it wasn't even morning time. It's already past noon. Anyway, so we'll get into the White House and their celebration. Oh, and it wasn't just the White House. The mainstream media were absolutely loving today. They love. Tanji Brown Jackson, not will will be Justice Brown, um, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Oh my! It is it is such a party in D.C. Party atmosphere all day for them. Anyway, we have now today entered the seven hundred and fifty third day of slowing the spread. Think about that: fifteen days, then to thirty days. Now we are on 753. You want to know, you want a perfect example as to why conservatives like myself do not trust the federal government. There is your example. 15, sorry, no good. 30, ah, that's no good. Well, now we're up to 753. I hope we slow the spread pretty soon. I really do. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 
1,070. We are closing in, folks. We're getting awfully close to triple digits. Like I say, hang in there. We are getting there, folks. We are getting through it together. In fact, we are starting to see unity, as Joe promised 11 times. In his inaugural address, there's going to be unity. We're going to lower the temperatures. Things are going to be so much better in this Biden administration. And you know what unity means, by the way. Unity, as as the way that Joe was interpreting it when he was giving his inaugural address, unity just meant conservatives and Republicans caving in to the left. That's what he meant by unity. Now, Donald Trump used to talk about unity through success. Well, I would argue that we were a very successful country. Or Donald Trump's administration. I could play a, I could do a, you a whole show of all the Trump accomplishments. You know the lowest um, um, unemployment record that that we've ever seen throughout the country's history. Uh, we had a booming economy. I mean, there was a point where we had more more jobs than we actually did people. It was phenomenal stuff. You know we had Qasem Soleimani gone, Al Baghdadi gone. of the ISIS caliphate, gone, and so on and so forth. And Donald Trump, to me, governed as, I couldn't imagine him governing as conservatively as he did. I thought he was a phenomenal um, president. You know, and and I'll tell you what, are are we setting up for a rematch in 2024? Donald Trump v. Joe Unity Biden again? I don't know. From where I'm sitting, I kind of do believe that Donald Trump will be the nominee in 2024. Just historically take a look at Donald Trump's life. This is a guy that doesn't like to lose. Uh Uh-uh, doesn't sit well with him. So are we? I don't know. But the Joe Unity Biden administration, all I want is on January 20th of 2025. This this might make headlines for you. But I am a never-Biden Kind of guy right now. Remember, we had those never Trump Republicans. I tell never Biden conservative. One thousand seventeen days left for all of us to endure. Earlier today, Katanji Brown Jackson presented to the American people by Joe Unity Biden. Kamala, good morning. Ah, good morning, Harris. The whole White House. Let's see who was in attendance. We had Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Joe Biden doesn't even know his name, by the way. There's uh, my uh, uh, Secretary of Defense. Uh, He works in that building over there. Uh, uh, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, who Joe Biden likes to refer to her her as one of two. Senator Granholm, sometimes even Governor Granholm. She's the Energy Secretary. He, He finally gets that right from time to time. White House celebrated the confirmation of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, Biden, quote, she will inspire generations of leaders. He even, oh, he even had praise that this was a bipartisan vote, that we had um, uh, Mitt Romney and Murkowski and Collins, and they joined in. They were a part of history. Oh, she was confirmed in bipartisan fashion, thanks to those Republicans. Uh, oh, Here's what Joe, here's an exact quote from Joe earlier today. The first really smart decision I made in this administration. Oh boy, I got some bad news for Joe. I still don't believe he's made a single smart decision. And uh, if you look at the polls, I'm not the only one who thinks that either. He says this, this is not only a sunny day. I mean, this from the bottom of my heart, this is going to let so much 
shine, sunshine on so many young women, so many young black women, so many minorities. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, Joe. You now care about young black women and minorities too, right? How about the name Janice Rogers Brown with Joe Biden and his Senate Democrats filibustered her? In 2003. No, no, no. See, this is how it is with Democrats. You have to be a Democrat. If you're not, that doesn't matter. Come on now. They care about diversity. You know, they care so much about diversity. So much to the point that even um, Anna Navarro, I swear she had another name in there. Either You probably know her on The View, which if you can stomach The View, God bless you. Because that is one of the hardest shows to watch on all of television. Those ladies are always, always angry. They're, I tell you what, they are never happy about a thing. Now, I've heard her been called Joyless Behar before. I It's exactly what that woman is. That Sonny Houston or Huston or whatever her name is. Oh, my God. They are never happy. Not a single... I've never seen... I've literally never seen those women happy, ever. Anyway, Joe says this. This is a... This is a moment of real change in American history. Oh, and then he had, and I say the audacity, and I truly mean it. He had the audacity to say what Judge Jackson was put through was well beyond that it was verbal abuse, the anger, the constant interruptions, the most vile, baseless, assertions and accusations in the face of it all. Now, remember, all the Republican senators did, and I'm sure that number one on his list uh, Joe isn't happy with would be Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, probably Senator Ted Cruz, um, Senator Lindsey Graham as well, even though Lindsey Graham, good Lord, him and Joe Biden, they're like old buddies. Don't let Lindsey Graham ever fool you into thinking that he's a conservative Republican, folks. Never, never make that mistake. But what they put Judge Jackson through, all they did was lay out cases where she was lenient on child porn offenders. So how that, Joe describes as baseless assertions and accusations, what did Marsha Blackburn, the senator of Tennessee, do? She, all she did was ask her, what is a woman? Can you define what a woman is? Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a biologist, she says. So like, I keep making the argument. Well, then is she going to recuse herself from cases involving Roe v. Wade? If she has no idea, even what definition of a woman is my goodness. Great. And that, oh, the best part about that was the media. I believe it was USA Today who was running cover. Well, the question is actually quite hard to answer. Biden continued, in the face of it all, Judge Jackson showed the incredible character and integrity she possesses. And while I was listening to all of that, I'm thinking verbal abuse, anger, baseless assertions, and accusations, and wow, to a Supreme Court nominee? Really? What I want to know is Joe, and and hey, maybe he is losing his memory, but for him to say that and to try to call out Republicans for doing that, 
How, how soon do we forget what the Democratic Party put Justice Brett Kavanaugh through? Talk about baseless assertions and accusations. Dr. Christine Blase Ford, who said under oath, quote, it was 100% Brett Kavanaugh, and she had no evidence, she had no witnesses, nothing at all, and yet what did Democrats put Brett Kavanaugh through? Here's a trip down memory lane, folks. I believe Dr. Blasey Ford because she's telling the truth, and you know it by her story. Is she? Kavanaugh denies being at the party to begin with uh, and says his accuser might have mistaken him for someone else. What's your reaction to that? Well, I've heard, you know, uh, many, many predators say um, and, and refute oh, allegations predator. against them. I think what we need... As I said, I believe Professor Ford. I think she's credible. And I think when the investigation is finished and when she testifies and Judge Kavanaugh testifies, I think a majority of senators will find her credible. She told her husband this is the trauma she's been dealing with her whole life. She doesn't want to be in a bedroom that doesn't have two doors. And it's going to be about uh, listening to what each party has to say. But I believe her. Do you believe that her? was our vice president, by the way? That was our current vice president. Yeah, I believe her. Uh, no evidence. No. Uh, well, Story. well, I could tell you it, it really does have a ring of truth to it. Uh, I am skeptical of polygraphs, but for those who believe them, uh, she has passed a polygraph test. I believe uh, Dr. Ford, as I refer to her, because she makes a very credible. Uh, case. People knew that about her a long time ago. She told a friend a year ago. She told a reporter before Dr. Kavanaugh was ever named. By the way, I believe Dr. Ford, the survivor. There's every reason to disbelieve uh, Judge Kavanaugh after his evasive and seemingly misleading responses oh, at the Imagine that, by the way. Here's a party who's literally saying you, without any evidence or any corroboration or anything, you sexually a- assaulted this woman back when you were in high school. Imagine that. You, you can understand why Justice Brett Kavanaugh would get angry in that moment. At the, his testimony, uh, the Senate shouldn't simply rely on oh, two conflicting accounts Schiff. and decide, well, we're okay with not knowing. Uh, we're okay with the fact that we might be putting a... Uh, someone who committed attempted rape on the Supreme Court oh of the United States. God. Jake, I want to be clear that for me there is no debate. I believe um, Professor Ford, uh, Judge Kavanaugh has lied multiple times under oath. Oh, These are the hallmarks of truth. These are the hallmarks of someone who wants to be believed. Oh, my, you know, and again, none of that was ever true. There was nothing corroborated at all. And yet here's Joe Unity Biden earlier today saying that it's Republicans with their baseless assertions and accusations when here that's all that the that the democrats from in the house primarily in the senate put an innocent man through a guy that worked his whole entire life to get to the highest level in his field of the supreme court and that's what they that's what they said that's how they smeared him folks anyway got to take a quick break folks back with more in a minute Oh, <laughs> I forgot about this earlier today, folks. 
Joe Unity Biden. Oh my goodness gracious, do I have a quote for you? And I don't I don't even know if he was sure of himself. He, he really he didn't seem like it. Quote, I was I was in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping traveling with him. That's when I traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. What? Huh? Well, what? what? Well, then why say it, Joe? I mean, who says that? Who says something and then immediate? And it was immediate, folks. I don't uh, actually uh, I, don't, I don't know that as a fact. Oh, my goodness. And that's that's our president. That is our 81 million vote getting United States president, folks, saying that. Now, as for our vice president, besides, good morning, quote, they will watch your confirmation hearings and read your decisions in the years to come. Even the uh, leniency, the decisions about child sex offenders, unfortunately, very sad for our country, but people will read that in years to come. Court will answer. Fund Listen to this. I mean, is this not? This is like Kamala Harris rambling word salad 101. This is phenomenal stuff. Try and try and keep up here, folks, because I know I can't. The court will answer fundamental questions about who we are and what kind of country we live in. Will we expand opportunity or restrict it? Or will we strengthen the foundations of our great democracy or let them crumble? So I was I kind of want to know what case that is. Is that, is that on the docket, the Supreme Court? What case is asking the question of will we strengthen the foundations of our great democracy or let them crumble? Because I don't know, but I you know, I don't know what she's talking about there. Um, oh, then uh, then um, Katanji herself gets on up there. First, as always, I have to give thanks to God for delivering me. She better watch that. Come on, the Democratic Party has had a war on God and religion for a while now. You you better hold on there. As I said at the outset, I have come this far by faith, and I know that I am truly blessed. I have no problem with this. I have none at all with this part. Uh, To many people have lifted me up in prayer since the nomination. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank Joe Unity Biden for believing in her and honoring her. Well, she fit the criteria that Joe laid out himself. Remember, it, it wasn't any conservative saying this. Joe Biden literally said, I'm going to nominate a woman, and she has to be an African-American. That was it. I mean, that's all she needed, according to Joe Biden. Quote, it has taken 232 years and 115 prior appointments for a black woman to be selected to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States, but we made it. She says, now listen to this, because this is so funny. It's so ironic to me, because how many times have we heard from prominent Democrats how unfair, how racist, how how about, I'll do you one better, systemically racist, how uh, this country is full of white supremacy, but yet listen to Ketanji Brown-Jackson earlier today. Here in America, anything is possible, she said. Also said, I strongly believe that this is a moment in which all Americans can take great pride. So it was kind of weird 
to hear, uh, uh, and she is a Democrat, make no mistake about that, a Democrat praising the United States. That's not one of their talking points. My goodness gracious, folks. Just said, kind of, you know, I, I listen, I love hearing it, but with the way the Democratic Party works, it's only a pro, you're, you can only be proud to be an American when things are going their way, their way. Make no mistake, Democrats are Democrats first and Americans second. Don't ever forget that either, folks. Now, the mainstream media was losing their mind earlier today. Let's see. ABC, let's start with ABC News' Rachel Scott. Quote, when the 51-year-old Jackson joins the court for the first time uh, in history, four of the nine justices will be women and white men will be in the minority she says, white men will be in the minority. Like, she's excited. They're all so excited about it. Unless, you know, hey, fact and truth, it is what it is, folks. CBS's uh, Nora O'Donnell says, Americans had a front row seat to an event that's never happened in the country's history. Uh, propaganda, I mean, anywhere you turned. MSDNC, obviously, Propaganda News, CNN, ABC, CBS, MSDNC, Stephanie Rule, uh, however you pronounce her name, uh, asked uh, Yamichi Elisindor how big a day it is. She said, oh, oh um, Yamichi Elisindor was on with hands down, easily, by far. The most racist woman on all of television, Joy Reid, last night. Joy Reid, boy, she could not contain her excitement. She says, um, this is a day of joy, a day of victory. It's going to be so great for me this Halloween to see how many little girls dress up as Katanji. I mean, imagine, like, if this is how conservatives... We're treating uh, Gorsuch's appointment of the Supreme Court or Brett Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, my goodness gracious, you know, you're, you weren't hearing people saying, oh, boy, I can't wait to see people for Halloween dressed as Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> or I can't wait to see people dressed as Gorsuch or people dressed as Amy Coney Barrett. You know, um, oh, and then Joy Reid. In the end, only three Republicans, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney could see beyond their party's neo-Dixiecrat ways to join Senate Democrats. Uh, Propaganda News political analyst Gloria Berger, I think it's Borger or something like that, either way, it's kind of funny, claimed that the the public, no, that the Republicans, oh, they they were upset with the Republicans because the Republicans voted, um, they voted against, a lot of them voted against the nomination of Katanji Brown Jackson. They walked out of the Senate chamber before the voting was done. So they, oh boy, they absolutely hated that. Oh, and Kamala Harris and her masks. I'll tell you what, we'll get to that in a second because Peter Ducey was on absolute fire earlier today. I'll play the exchange between um, him and Jen Psaki as the program progresses. Well, uh, Gloria Berger, though, on uh, Propaganda News, CNN, says that, oh, the uh, the Republican walkout, she condemned it. She said the public was against their opposition of Jackson. Quote, you need to pay this woman the respect that she is due, she says. Um, Joe Scarborough, 
or on MSDNC, a moment like this, stand on your feet and applaud, said. Oh, and uh, oh, I think this is probably the best one. ABC News. Now, why ABC is still playing Jimmy Kimmel, I will never understand. Because Jimmy Kimmel, I mean, he like the, remember the interview that was on, um, I believe it got taken off of YouTube, actually. The, uh, I think they're called the Nelk Boys or something like that. Um, and Jimmy Kimmel was like calling it like these dudes in hoodies and, and, and uh, uh, baseball caps, you, say, and, uh, uh, you know, kind of like trying to put them down, basically. And they were, I love that they responded to him and said, listen, we're getting better views and better ratings than you are. And Jimmy Kimmel, who is just not funny at all. How this guy can be a stand-up you know, late-night host, I don't know. Greg Gutfeld over on um, Fox News. You ever want to watch a late-night show and see someone that's actually funny, I would encourage you to watch Greg Gutfeld. The guy is absolutely hilarious. He's doing a lot better than a guy named Jimmy Kimmel in the rating. Jimmy Kimmel, who is, be- and he's all political at this point. I mean, even Greg Gutfeld, who's on Fox News, where you watch Fox News to get politics, even he brings in other things other than just the um, political news of the day. Um, but either way, he says this, yeah, you got yes votes from all Senate Democrats and three pro-pedophile Republicans, obviously taking a shot at um. Marjorie Taylor uh, Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia. How about this? Uh, The View. Um, Anna Navarro, like I said, let me give you an exact quote from her, okay? There's something I want to talk about. So this just touched me so much yesterday. Kamala Harris brought stationery from the VP's office, and she gave it to Cory Booker, and she gave it to Raphael Warnock, the two African-American senators, and said, write a letter to a little girl. Whoa, hold on there. Raphael Warnock and Cory Booker, who I guess, according to Anna Navarro, is the o- are the only two African-American senators. This is starting to become a trend within the Democratic Party and the mainstream media. I'll play you again. Democrat Senator Chris Murphy yesterday. Yeah, I, I just coincidentally got the chance to walk out of the chamber after the vote with um, Representative, uh, excuse me, Senator Warnock, um, the first African-American senator from the Deep South oh. uh, since Reconstruction. And So, I mean, I, I see, like the Democratic Party has now sort of waged a little bit of a war on Senator Tim Scott from the Palmetto State in South Carolina. He, guess what? I have bad news for the Democratic Party, but he is an African-American. But, folks, because he's a Republican, no, I guess for some reason he doesn't count. I mean, it's just, it's so sad to see. It really is. It's it's not only, you know, you got an elected official and uh, Democrat Senator Murphy, no, Anna Navarro as well. So uh, the two African-American senators, yeah, they're, no, they're Tim Scott. No, he doesn't, he doesn't count at all. Folks, there was a fiery, I, I loved it. I loved it earlier, exchange between uh, Peter Ducey and Jen Psaki. I will play that for you folks after this quick break. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. 
Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Hey folks, welcome back. PJW, BNY, and as we like to call it, the conservative takeover. We are getting closer and closer, folks, to the weekend. Oh my goodness gracious. You know, I didn't even give you my little shtick at the beginning of the show. I always say go out, enjoy life. You know, we're here for a good time. Not a long time, folks. We are inching ever closer to the weekend. So, and by the way, so Jen Psaki, I think she'll be remembered big time for her role as White House press secretary in the Biden administration. I said yesterday, Joe Biden might actually go down as history will probably remember him more so for being Barack Obama's vice president rather than him actually being president. But Jen Psaki, I mean, my goodness gracious, Jen Psaki is D.C. swamp creature. Um, when Barack Hussein Obama first became president, she was White House deputy press secretary. Then she became 
deputy communications director, and she was spokesperson for the U.S. Department of State, um, communications director. I mean, my goodness, she was all, and now obviously the um, White House press secretary. So earlier today, and, and oh my goodness, I absolutely love when her and Peter Ducey get into it. This is, let's see, what, about a three-minute exchange. It's phenomenal stuff, folks. This is earlier today, Fox News' Peter Ducey, do I say, questioning, interrogating, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Is there a carve-out in CDC regulations for COVID for vice president? Tell me more, Peter. I'm sure this is going somewhere. Let's well, annoyed. You know, what do you got for me on a Friday? The CDC says for people exposed to COVID, up to date on their COVID-19 vaccinations, do not go to places where you are unable to wear a well-fitting mask. So why is she here at the White House today giving the new Supreme Court justice a big hug with no mask? You mean when she oh. gave her a hug outside? Yes. She was outside. Does the CDC uh, say that people who are in close contact can give people hugs outside? We know, Peter, they, that John? outside, it is, uh, it is a, you, are, it's, you can benefit significantly being outside. That's why we have, we had the event outside today. I will tell you that the vice president has been wearing a mask inside. When there was a private greet, they were all wearing masks. Uh, uh, we before they went up. wearing a mask yesterday at the Senate. The, she was uh, playing an important role in in confirming or overseeing the confirmation of the first black woman to the Supreme Court. The vast majority, is, as was on camera, Peter, as was on camera. Let me finish my answer here because Fox and other I don't actually. Oh, she's starting to get a little annoyed. Did, uh, saw that she was so socially distanced from people for the vast, vast majority of her time overseeing uh, that confirmation yesterday. So this is not a case of rules for the, but not for VP. In fact, the vice president wore a mask inside today. How about that, right? What a great quote from Peter Ducey. Rules for thee, but not for VP. She was uh, it both with the president, with her staff, other people. She was outside at the event. She was socially distanced for 99.9% of the event today, and she had an emotional moment, as which is understandable. Okay, and one other topic. Following up on the smartphones emotional. that are being given to border crossers with technology so they can be... Yeah, I guess, by the way, with Jen Psaki's answer there, right? I guess COVID it cares about emotion. Uh, tracked or so they can check in. Is there any plan to give free smartphones to U.S. citizens that want them? Should we not be tracking uh, migrants who irregularly cross the border? I'm asking if... Or do you have an alternative suggestion for how they should be tracked? I, unfortunately, have not been asked to make U.S. immigration policy. Uh, that's not Today's my... your moment. Well, it'd be great if uh, anybody that wanted a free phone and a free monthly plan could get one. So oh! Is that going to be an offer for everybody or just people that walk into the country illegally? Well, Peter, oh. as when we talked Did about... Did you hear that, by the way? What a phenomenal question. Is it just people who walk into the country illegally who get... Free cell phones and a free monthly plan on top of that? Or, you know, is it going to be made available for everyday Americans? This the other day, uh, what I noted to you is that we have a range of means of tracking individuals who irregularly migrate to the country uh, as in, in, to order to ensure that they are meeting their notice to appear obligations uh, and that they are appearing in court when they should appear in court. 
Phones is one of them. There are also ankle devices and a range of tracking devices. 80% uh, of individuals have, of non-citizens released at the border from DHS custody under prosecutorial discretion have either received a notice to appear or are still within the window to report. So yes, there's telephonic reporting. There is SmartLink, which enables participant monitoring via smartphone. There's the global positioning system. These are the range of means with modern technology that we monitor. Last one on this. Does the president have any plans to figure out what these small towns who are bracing for a major influx mm. in migrants next mm -hmm. month need by making his first ever trip to the border? I have nothing to predict for you in terms of additional trips. The president will be traveling the country. Joe ain't, Joe ain't going down to the border. Peter Ducey knows that. Jen Psaki knows that. Joe Unity Biden knows that. Imagine that. His own border czar, Kamala Harris. She hasn't even gone down to the southern border. What does he need them to do? That was, um, what does he want? These town, right? I'll tell you what he wants, Peter. He wants them to sh sit down and shut up. Doesn't want that. He doesn't want to hear any problems about the southern border. My goodness gracious. I think that's apparent. Joe, by the way, he said, you know, Joe's got to be careful here. Because like I've been saying, folks, the media has totally turned on Joe Unity Biden when it comes to his son, um, Hunter Biden. Um, anyway, oh, and the New York Post lays out 12 different times where Joe Unity Biden played a role in his son Hunter Biden's business dealings. But I want to first um, get to this. This is a piece in, um, I see this, I think this is the New York Post. Hey, listen to this headline here, folks. Oh, so there was this, there was this conference, by the way. I don't know, it might still be going on, I'm not even sure. I really have minimal interest in it. At, and that's at best. Listen to this, right? The disinformation and the erosion of democracy. So this is a conference. It's at the University of Chicago, Chirac. And um, it's been, the uh, Atlantic's been a big part of it. Uh, the editor-in-chief, Jeffrey Goldberg, he was interviewing uh, Barack Hussein Obama. And um, he asks him, you know, he asks him about Vladimir Putin and Russia and, and Vladimir Putin invading in, um, obviously, Ukraine back in February. This is what, and I'm not kidding you on this one. And if you have, if you paid attention politically back in 2014, what actually and what history will reflect what Barack Hussein Obama's answer to Vladimir Putin taking over Crimea well, Barack Obama's answer makes no sense, and it is a total lie. This is what he said, quote, I will say, as someone who grappled the incursion into Crimea and the eastern portions of Ukraine, I've been encouraged by the European reaction because in 2014, I often had to drag them, kicking and screaming to respond in ways that we would have wanted to see from those who describe our, ourselves as Western democracies. Whoa, hold on. Barack Hussein Obama said when it came to Crimea and the West's response, he had to drag them, quote, kicking and screaming. Hold on a minute here. And the Guardian, the Guardian writes this. Guardian's a UK publication. This is from, March 26th of 2014, quote, Barack Obama 
No Cold War over Crimea. What exactly is Barack Hussein Obama talking about when he dragged our European allies kicking and screaming to respond? The Guardian writes, and this is again in 2014, it was clear Obama had no intention of being drawn into rash action or any kind of dangerous confrontation with Putin over Ukraine. Quote, this is not another Cold War that we're entering into. The U.S. and NATO do not seek any conflict with Russia. Now is not the time for bluster. There are no easy answers, no military solution. That's what Barack Hussein Obama was saying. Does he forget the way that a um, terrorism expert, Northeastern University International Security Prep, Professor Max Abrams says, quote, Obama's answer here is totally self-serving. Mark Hemingway, as a senior writer at Real Clear Investigations, said Obama, quote, grappled, means that he did nothing after spending years mocking anyone that thought Russia was threatening and still refused to arm Ukraine. Remember what Barack Hussein Obama gave Ukraine? Blankets. There you go. I got you some blankets. Stay warm. Uh, Russia's not really a threat, too. Folks, if you remember, back in 2012, Barack Hussein Obama on the debate stage with Mitt Romney. Governor Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that al-Qaeda is a threat. Because a few months ago, when you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia. Oh. Not al-Qaeda. You said Russia. In the 1980s or now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. But, Governor, you know, when it comes to our foreign policy, you seem to want to import the foreign policies of the 1980s, just like the social policies of the 1950s and the economic policies of the 1920s. Okay, so, folks, there you go. The, the, the 80s called. They want, their, they want their foreign policy back. I mean, my goodness gracious. No, Russia is not a threat. No, forget about Russia. You know, remember, folks, this is the same exact president of the United States that I swear, didn't he say to the former Russian president, hmm, tell, uh, this is, this is my last election. Uh, I'll have, I'll have more flexibility after this election. You know, we never did get down to the bottom. And I don't even think he's even been asked the question. Barack Hussein Obama, what exactly did you mean when you said you'll have more flexibility after this election? You know what I think? I think it spiraled into Russiagate. I think it was all part of Hillary Rotten Clinton and her plot to, quote, stir up a scandal, vilifying Trump by connecting him with Russia. My goodness gracious, I wish our mainstream media would ask Barack Hussein Obama about what more flexibility with Russia actually meant. Hang tight, folks. Back in a sec. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. 
Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. W B N Y folks, as always, thank you for joining us. The conservative takeover, and we are nearly there, folks. We have nearly entered the weekend. All right, so New York Post, and I believe this was in yesterday's edition of the New York Post, lays out, and this and Miranda Devine, who I gotta say is one of my like probably my favorite columnist. In the New York Times, uh, or who, who the New York Times, the New York Post, she is just absolutely phenomenal. She has been working, and you know, she's like one of the first ones that got her hands on the Hunter Biden laptop, and she has been just working tirelessly overtime, publishing piece after piece about Hunter Biden and his laptop and his um and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's um shady business dealings, folks. The they lay out the New York Post here. 12 times that Hunter that Joe Biden played a role in his son's business 
dealings. We report on this the other day. Joe uh, recommends, they call it. The latest example emerged on Wednesday when it was revealed that Hunter Biden got his son, his dad to write a recommendation letter to Brown University for the son of a powerful Chinese business associate, Jonathan Leith was his name. Quote, this was um, Hunter Biden's... Bi- and so many of the people that have worked with the Bidens, they are just going down, left, right, and center. My goodness, this was another um, business partner of Hunter Biden. Eric Schwerin was his name. Quote, Jonathan Hunter asked me to send you a copy of the recommendation letter that he asked his father to write on behalf of Christopher for Brown University. Uh, wrote to Lee on February 18th, 2017. Shoren told Lee the original is being shipped by FedEx to the university president, Christina Paxson, directly at Brown. How about that? Yeah, Dad, I, if you could, just write a recommendation letter for this Chinese business guy. Um, Hunter, oh, number two, Hunter also arranged for his dad to write a letter to Georgetown University on behalf of Lee's daughter as well. How about that? Two kids, two recommendation letters. Do a lot of business dealings with Hunter, um, Hunter Biden. Joe's hopes. Well, Hunter acknowledged in a 2019 New Yorker magazine article, he and his dad once discussed Hunter's job on the board of the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma Holdings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hunter and his dad discussing his business dealings. Well, wait a minute, because how many times has Joe Biden said to the American people, no, I never had nothing, nothing at all to do with Hunter's business dealings. In fact, and this was um, this was on Fox Business, here's Joe Unity Biden in his own words, folks. Every single solitary, serious investigator, including your network and others, have looked at this. Talking to propaganda news. Have CNN. said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I acted any way inappropriately mm. or that my son did. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit. Not one. Is anything done was wrong? Nothing was unethical. I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play, but uh, look, it is what it is. and. Uh, He's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. So despite Joe clearly lying, we have more evidence coming right up. Did you get that one? Hunter Biden, crackhead, kicked out of the military because of his drug addiction, is the smartest guy I know? Oh, he's advising Joe Unity Biden, folks, we are in a lot of, lot of trouble. Um, But anyway, he said in 2019 that he discussed with Joe Unity Biden his jobs. Uh, Dad said, I hope you know what you're doing. And I said, yeah, I do. Remember the Air Force Two trip in December of 2013 when Hunter and his daughter Finnegan, that name's a daughter Finnegan Biden, Traveled to China on Air Force Two, then Vice President Joe Unity Biden. Remember that, folks? Ten days after that trip, oh, magically, all of a sudden, Hunter Biden gets a $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China. What about half of 
Hunter's salary. 2019, text message to his daughter, Naomi, Hunter Biden bitterly wrote, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. He said, it's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, whoa, okay, who's Pop? I would guess probably Pops. Probably Joe, you need to buy it. If you ask Joe, it'd be Corn Pop. You know, he was a bad dude. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Interesting there, Hunter. How about the partners? Remember Joe met with uh, Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, in April 2014? And that's around the same time, hilariously enough, that Devin Archer joined Burisma. Hmm, interesting. And remember that photo? I think Donald Trump actually put it up on Twitter with the Nickelback song. I'm not going to sing it, folks. Come on. Photo that surfaced more than five years later showing Joe, Hunter, and Devin Archer with uh, golf clubs. uh, Golf course in the Hamptons, August 2014. By the way, as far as Devin Archer goes, where is he? He was sentenced to one year and a day in prison in an unrelated bond fraud scheme. So that's what Hunter's business partner, that's what one of his business partners is doing there. How about Vadim Pazaharsky, Burisma executive and advisor to its board, sending Hunter an email on April 17th of 2015. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C., and give me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Oh, interesting again, Joe. But as you just heard, Joe, I no one ever said I did nothing wrong. I had nothing to do with Hunter's business dealing. No, never. About the uh, Kazakhstan, an unverified photo shows Biden posing between two of the guests who attended this night between Ukraine, Russia, and Kazakhstan. Uh, this was a dinner, um, Washington, D.C., in a cafe Milano, um, the Kazakhstani banking oligarchs, former prime minister of Kazakhstan, they're all there, all enjoying the party. In January, uh, Masimov was his name. Well, he was arrested in a plot to overthrow the former Soviet Republic's government. How about that? Remember Tony Bobolinsky, right? When he said in October 2020, he spoke with Joe in May 2017. He uh, described Bobolinsky, quote, the one who's helping us with the business that we're doing. That's how Hunter introduced him to Joe. And remember that? Where Joe, uh, according to Bobolinsky, Joe is the, quote, big guy. Mm, remember that? 10 for the big guy. September 2017, Hunter asked for a new sign in the Washington, D.C.'s House of Sweden office building, the Swe- uh, home to the Swedish embassy. Biden. Fo- the sign said, Biden Foundation, Hudson West, Keys were for his father, stepmother, and Jill Biden, too. Hmm. About the Mexicans in 2015, Joe Biden, then vice president, hosted a group of his son's Mexican business associates at the vice president's official residency, even posing for a photo with Hunter and his possible business partners. How about in 2016? Emails indicate Hunter Biden mentioned Velasco's son from Air Force, this was one of the Mexican business partners from Air Force Two, which was en route to Mexico. Hunter complained to the younger that he hadn't received reciprocal business favors after, I quote, I have brought every single person you have asked me to bring to the effing White House and the vice president's house and the inauguration. And yet Joe says he had nothing to do, nothing at all, no shred of evidence. Nope. Hey, folks, thank you as always 
for listening to the program. It's been a busy news week. 753rd day of slowing the spread. We all have 1,017 days left to endure. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Thank you, as always. Never a bad day to be an American, folks. Back here on Monday. Have a great weekend.